0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include an update on the Fed's soft landing, and my interview with Ernab Zach Kruth on borrower's needs and what to do as we shift into a buyer's market. Everyone is watching the value of their 401k plan go down. Meanwhile, you should be watching it go down from across the pond sitting at a sidewalk cafe in Paris. Actually, I think Paris is trash, but um, that's just me. Anyone traveling in Europe is rejoicing at the exchange rate. Things are more affordable for American tourists visiting Europe this summer, with the exchange rate between the euro and the dollar now about equal. It's the first time since 2002, in the early years of the euro's existence, that the ratio has come close to 1 to 1. But it could come at a cost to global economic stability. Looking to tame inflation, the Fed is on track to continue hiking interest rates by 75 basis points per meeting in comparison to the European Central Bank, which is still hesitant to get too aggressive. European Union recession fears are more pronounced than they are in the US, especially given the grim energy outlook and the shutting of the Nord Stream 1 pipeline for annual maintenance. Many Fed officials have already cemented expectations for a 75 basis point increase later this month, but the latest inflation report is putting 100 basis points on the table. Canada hiked by a similar amount on Wednesday. In fact, the CME Group's FedWatch tool now puts a 75% probability for a full percentage point hike on July 27th, with another three-quarters of a percentage point coming in September. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, EarnUp, an award-winning consumer-first technology payments platform with a mission to create a financial system that can work for everyone. Through EarnUp, Originators and servicers can provide a borrower experience with flexible payment options that reduce risk and improve overall financial health. Speaking of which, for today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Zach Kruth. He's a finance and tech industry leader that has guided teams through effective investment strategies, fundraising rounds, and budgeting processes. Since joining EarnUp in 2021 as the Chief Financial Officer, he's built out the finance team and scaled the revenue organization to further position the payments company has a crucial operational need for mortgage enterprises. Currently, he maintains his CFO duties and has briefly taken on the interim role of Chief Revenue Officer to help Earnup's growing leadership team transition into a new phase of growth. He has also served as the Head of Finance at New Front Insurance, where he closed multiple funding rounds and helped successfully lead the company through the pandemic. Prior to that, he was VP of Finance at Collective Health, helping raise more than $200 million in funding and scale the company from 10 to more than 350 employees. All right, Zach, What are today's borrowers facing in today's market and what's it like for originators and servicers when they engage with them?
1: Yeah, well, as we all know, the market has been changing pretty dramatically over the past few months and uh, everyone's facing the same thing, rising interest rates, uh, inflation, uh, and shrinking home value. So buyers are getting uh, less house for the same amount of money. On the flip side, originators and servicers are being squeezed. You know, they are feeling pressure to shrink their operations and uh, find new ways to be efficient with the folks that they do have, um, a higher cost uh, for borrowing funds throughout their business um, if they do use, you know, warehouse line of credit or, or anything like that. Um, and then they are facing the consumers that are worried about those previous three things, the consumers that are worried about inflation, consumers that are worried about, you know, how far their money's going to go and um the possibility that borrowers might uh, ultimately walk away uh from loans or uh not uh go to market and try to try to buy a home right now
0: yeah, it's amazing how purchase power has evaporated over the last several months and that's not really to speak anything of inflation it's it's just on on interest rates really so how how has this current economic situation affected originators and lenders and kind of what, what risks are they facing?
1: Yeah, I think it, I think it feels very unstable. Um, You know, hit the nail on the head, the market's changing. Um, You know, we've been through a period of, I would say, you know, volatility since the beginning of 2020 uh, going into COVID living through COVID and then uh, wherever we are now. (laughs) And Um, There's a large need now for originators to understand risk and how to mitigate it Um, because the borrowers are feeling shaky because the borrowers might default um, because borrowers need help. Uh, Originators and servicers uh, need to be thoughtful about how to meet borrowers where they are. Um, They need to be managing, particularly for originators that kind of post-close experience better because Borrowers are paying a lot of attention to um, the originators that do it well and the ones that don't. Um, we think uh, that many uh, issues can be supported with a better tech stack. You can know, evaluate processes better. You can track ROI. And um, if you put the right tools in place, you can really focus on customer experience and satisfaction.
0: And I had an interview last week where a, a big takeaway for me was the interviewee said, relationship is always going to beat rate in this environment. And so I, I would ask you, what can originators and lenders do not only to protect those relationships with the borrowers, but also to invest in the future?
1: Yeah, well, I, I'll stay on that kind of tech stack point for a minute here. Um, and let's just look at the post-close process. It's just a little microcosm of how a borrower might feel Uh, when they originate uh, a loan. You know, a lot of originators put a lot of effort uh, into making the borrower feel loved right up to that moment of close. And then uh, immediately after close, the borrower has an experience that let's just say for many originators um, uh, and servicers, it's less than ideal. (laughs) Um, Maybe the loan gets sold, maybe they switch out a service or they go to a subservicer. The borrower doesn't know where to send their money <laughs> and they, uh, they send the check to the wrong place or they, they find out that, you know, though they closed with Loan Depot, they don't know who Senlar is. And I you know, can't speak to the relationship there, but they, they don't know where they need to send their money next. And they wind up with a kind of a iffy customer experience. Um, there are onboarding delays, there are late payments, there are first payment defaults, um, and most originators can't really track these customer interactions after close. Um, and we think that, you know, with a better uh, set of tools, uh, originators can provide a better experience for the customer, right? Uh, the customer can feel like they've got uh, care, they are getting taken care of by the originator. Um, and. Uh, there are opportunities throughout then for the borrower to stay familiar with the originator that helped them originate the loan in the first place. So you know, to kind of sum up, you take care of the borrower after close, the borrower knows who you are, the borrower likes you, and they come back to you for all their finance, refinance, next home needs. Um, and I, you know, our belief is that over time, what we're going to see is the originators that do this the best. That take care of borrowers in the post close period, particularly those first few months post close where there was the most change for the borrower, um, not to mention the fact they probably just bought a house and could could use their their payments to be their payment process to be simple and smooth. Um, uh, we think those that can differentiate there are going to be the best position to succeed in this environment and going forward.
0: There's obviously different business models. Out there, whether you're a, a portfolio lender or a, a broker, mm-hmm. but how can originators and lenders invest in a long-term partnership with borrowers? Because the, that relationship is becoming more and more important.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's in some ways it's kind of simple. You know, create less stress in the borrower experience by reducing complexities around you know where and how to make mortgage payments post close enhance the communications and listen to the needs that come back from borrowers. And then, you know, if you, if you do that, you're your helping the borrower improve their own financial health so they have access to the best financial services out there and they'll trust your brand. Um, you know, I think that's, that's kind of the three simplest ways that an originator or a lender could be investing in their relationships with their
0: borrowers. Yeah, so when it comes to building trust and, and securing a relationship that lasts, what are some ways that originators and lenders can better engage with borrowers?
1: Yeah, I, I you know, re-evaluating your tech stack is where we always go with this. Um, you know, If you have a modern tech stack, then uh, after going through the entire origination process, you can increase your opportunities to brand and co-brand in the post-close world, right? Um, You can improve your stickiness and connection between your lender and your borrower for recapture down the road or for selling additional products. Um, And you can improve your communication with your borrowers, you know, after close, you create an environment that just continually connects the borrower to the originator um, or the TPO or, uh, you know, whoever sold the original loan uh, far after close. And we really think that, that, having the right platform and technology and communication and branding in place is, is the answer, uh, for, for most of the originators and, uh, uh, lenders out there.
0: Well, before we close, can you plug earn up a little bit here? I brought brought you on, you (laughs) haven't even mentioned earn up one time. Talk about, talk about how you guys play so well in this space and and how you're helping out, uh, both your clients and borrowers ultimately.
1: Yeah. Well, well, shockingly, this is what we do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so,
1: um, EarnUp is uh, a double bottom line business. Uh, we uh, have been on the market for almost 10 years. Um, we're very focused on the borrower experience. So, if you are uh, uh, an originator uh, uh, or a servicer that that wants to provide kind of a best-in-class experience for your borrowers through the entire uh, post-close world is what we call our post-close process. So, everything um, leading up to close and then the immediate... Uh, you know, period after it, um, we've really focused on that in in recent years. So, um, you know, if you've got problems with uh, servicing transfer and what your borrower uh, uh, sees uh, during that period, you know, we've heard a lot of feedback from borrowers that they don't know where to spend their money. They just closed a the loan. They had a great experience in the origination, and then suddenly they're calling their loan officer because they're saying, to use the early example." You know, who's who is Senlar? <laughs> I, I thought <laughs> I originated with with you, Poughkeepsie Credit Union, or whoever you know, it was, right? Um, and we we get rid of all of that, right? We allow those underlying business processes to stay in place. And then we provide a modern tech forward uh, interface that allows the borrowers to continue to make their payments through kind of a, an earn up platform. And uh, we can keep the loan officers or the originators branding front and center, right? And we can make it look like a white labeled solution that um, helps uh, originators and lenders uh, stay front and center with uh, the borrowers uh, post-close and it solves all the pain points for the borrower um, and actually reduces administrative overhead for the originators because even if you are you know whether you're retaining or releasing you know uh, most of what you originate um, uh, there's a lot of administrative overhead and we have a lot of solutions now that actually help reduce that as well so Improves the borrower experience, helps with operational efficiency. You know, it's the old uh, adage, <laughs> Robbie. You know, sell more and have it cost less, <laughs> right? So uh, that's what we help uh, our partners do, and uh, we do it all on the back of a platform that really helps borrowers succeed, which is why we're a double bottom line business, um, also backed by some of the best impact investors out there. So that's the pitch. Thank you for uh, uh, giving me the opportunity to to give it. Yeah,
0: I, I think uh, every every company out there right now is interested in sell more and, and make it cost less. I think that's kind of the, the pipe dream, especially in this current environment. I want to close by asking you kind of more broadly, what technology solution should mortgage companies consider as the market changes?
1: You know, if originators in general spent more time looking for solutions that would help borrowers after close, um, and I know we keep hammering it, and we have a we have a product there, but but in reality, most of the loan of a life or sorry, most of the life of a loan is post close <laughs> and that experience, uh, you know borrowers judge the entire origination experience by what happens after the day of close. and so leaning into that conversation with the borrower, that experience with the borrower is an important. Um, an important investment for the entire ecosystem. Be making not just originators. More collaboration between originators, borrowers, and services would be good for everyone. Uh, you know, smoother payment processing, understanding. Uh, you know, with better tooling, uh, you know how to value the portfolio, how to get ahead of defaults. You know, this is all stuff that that we could do better as an industry if we spent more time collaborating and building the right tools to make it all easier, it doesn't have to be paper and process and people. Uh, it can be people backed up by great technology. And that's what Earnup, you know, believes. And that's what you know, we all believe more generally.
0: Fantastic. You certainly have a lot of subject matter expertise on this, and I really enjoyed this interview. So hopefully I can have you back on the podcast sometime soon.
1: Uh, I'd love it. Thank you. This was a lot of fun.
0: Last week's consumer price data increased market expectations that the Fed will get more aggressive at its July meeting, potentially with a 100 basis point hike. Since mid June, however, energy prices have fallen significantly, and the producer price index saw a welcome slowdown in transportation and warehousing prices, which should flow through to food prices as we move through the year. Meanwhile, survey data suggests that consumers are not as willing to absorb price increases as they have been over the last two years, with many small business owners reporting that rising costs are the most significant issues they currently face. Friday's retail sales report was likely welcome news to the Fed. While headline sales were better than expected, when adjusted for inflation, sales declined slightly, signaling demand is softening but not plummeting. Data like this would help make the case for the soft landing the FOMC committee members hope to achieve. Consumer sentiment improved in the preliminary July reading of the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index. More importantly, the inflationary expectations of consumers began to moderate. As we learned from the FOMC minutes from the June meeting, the Fed pays close attention to this number. This week sees a lull in terms of market-moving data, but does contain some housing-related releases including an AHB, HMI, housing starts and building permits, and existing home sales. While the Fed will be in its blackout period ahead of next week's FOMC meeting, the Bank of Japan and European Central Bank will be out on Thursday with their latest decisions. Today's calendar begins later this morning with the NAHB Housing Market Index for July, and the New York Fed desk will purchase up to $832 million of UMBS 34% through 5% from early payoffs. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. I asked a friend of mine, Hey, your husband's birthday is coming up. What are you getting him? She said, Oh, a 100 of his favorite cigars. I said, What did you pay for those? She goes, Nothing. For the last few months, I've taken one or two from his box daily. He hasn't noticed and will be delighted with my ability in getting the kind he always smokes. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, EarnUp. EarnUp is reinventing payment and data flows in real estate ecosystems, origination, mortgage, and fintech. To learn more, visit earnup.com slash Chrisman. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at com. Visit com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.